Welcome to the Daily Dietitian Podcast. I am your host, Stacey Mitchell. I am so happy to have you here. My goal for this podcast is to break down the latest health topics and help clear the clutter in the messy world of nutrition and fitness. We hope to inspire, educate, and entertain all things wellness. Join us as we talk with experts in their fields on how to feel our best in our own body and mind. Hey there, thank you for joining me this week. Today, I wanted to take a little break, maybe a little reset, and let's move back a little bit and talk about intuitive eating, what it is, the history of it, the principles, and in this mini-series, I will also answer questions on five tips on how to get started, the myths, and so much more. So we talk about intuitive eating a lot here on the podcast, but if you are not familiar on the specifics, that's what this mini series is for. So we'll start off what it is. It's an approach to eating that focuses on honoring your hunger and satiety, practicing body neutrality, positivity. And the main goal is really just to build a healthier relationship with food and body. I like to say, eat like a kid again, to let go of that inner voice that degrades certain foods and even your actions, such as saying to yourself, why did I eat that bad food? I need to go on a diet or make up for it. Um, I think you know all the other examples of the poor relationship with food and body that we talk about on the podcast. But a little bit of a history that I thought was very insightful. The actual term intuitive eating was coined in 1995 as the title of the book by Evan Triboli and, and Elise Reich. Um, but this concept was actually before this time. And I find it interesting to hear about the early pioneers, including Susie Orbach, who published Fat is a Feminist Issue in 1978, and Janine Roth, who also wrote about emotional eating since 1982. And before that, Thelma Whaler, the founder of Weight Management Program in 1973. She ran a program that was built on the principles that diets don't work and the lifestyle changes and personal care are more important for long-term health. I want to answer the question, why does intuitive eating gain so much popularity, especially these past few years? I think one of the biggest benefits includes mental health. So how do you do it? How do you practice it? Can you eat everything you want? Insight? (laughs) So it's a lifestyle practice and each person will have different experiences. If you dig a little bit deeper... The book Intuitive Eating does highlight 10 key principles that I want to talk about here today. So the first one is reject diet mentality. And that means a person has a constant awareness of food and how they believe it affects the body. Uh, They change their food choices through their diet mentality in attempt to so-called be healthier. And having a diet mentality... It can be harmful, especially if the person has has been doing it for an extended period of time. Um, People living with those diet rules or restrictions, they choose their foods based on this mentality, and they don't always consider factors such as hunger, cravings, and what their body wants. On the other side, intuitive eating considers each of these factors. 
Principle number two, honor your hunger. Restricting food can trigger an urge to overeat. Did you hear that? To overeat. People following intuitive eating should eat enough calories, including a sufficient amount of carbs, protein, and fat to feel satisfied. And although it may be difficult for some people to aim for this principle, to learn to recognize their hunger and fullness cues, um, it's that natural instinct to, to feel I'm full. The third principle, make peace with food. We have to understand that food is not the enemy. People should not consider any food to be so-called off-limits unless, you know, if they have an allergy or an intolerance or if you just don't like the food. Uh, When people give themselves unconditional permission to eat, they may avoid uncontrollable cravings, feelings of deprivation, and the desire to overeat. I refer this principle as the bad boyfriend or the rebel teen. You know, the the more the parent says, you can't do this, they sneak out and go to the party, right? Okay. (laughs) Principle number four, challenge the food police. Now, this mindset refers to people moralizing food. They think that Healthy foods are good and unhealthy foods are bad. These beliefs, they're not true, and intuitive eating encourages people to challenge them. Principle number five, discover the satisfaction factor. I think this is where it really hits hard for me. I I love this principle. Eating can and should be enjoyable. A person can make eating pleasurable by sitting down to eat, eating foods that they enjoy, in an environment that they love, and people tend to feel more satisfied after a meal when it is truly a pleasurable experience. I I also like to make note on this one in the variety of foods, like the flavor, texture, and temperature of the foods, what's more satisfying That's my personal opinion on this principle. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Um, Principle number six, feel your fullness. People should honor both their hunger and their fullness. And this principle suggests that people check in with themselves during and after eating. Pay attention to how the food tastes, how they feel, their current hunger level. And doing this really helps you to recognize when you feel satisfied. Principle number seven, Cope with your emotions with kindness. Maybe easier said than done. (laughs) People eat to deal with those emotions, those uncomfortable feelings or those challenging emotions. We call it emotional eating. And this is one of the 10 principles that encourages people to find different ways to cope with how they feel, like writing in a journal, taking a walk, calling a friend. Um, And maybe it is seeking more help from a therapist, depending upon your level of needs, Um, and to learn effective coping strategies. 
principle number eight, respect your body. People may have unrealistic expectations for how their body should look, causing them to criticize themselves harshly. Clinging to these expectations, oh, it really makes it hard to reject principle way back in number one, rejecting the diet mentality. And for those following intuitive eating, um, it's a learning process, appreciate and respecting the body. We've talked a lot on this podcast about body neutrality, and I love that term. Principle number nine, movement. Feel the difference. Rather than focusing on how many calories you can burn during exercise, take that approach and focus on how exercise can make you feel. They should use that feeling as motivation just to stay active. Joyful movement is what they call it. Principle number 10. This is the final principle. Honor your health with gentle nutrition. What a person eats consistently keyword there. Over time is really what matters. They can choose foods and honor their nutrition goals and cravings. So this gives you a overview of the 10 principles. And if you look at the research, the research is huge for the benefits of intuitive eating. And it is still growing. It's largely focused on women. And one of the major benefits of intuitive eating is just having a better psychological health. Participants in intuitive eating studies have improved self-esteem, body image, and get this, overall quality of life while experiencing less depression and anxiety. I have notes in the show notes for that to refer back to. Um, for these studies, intuitive eating interventions also have good retention rates, meaning people are more likely to stick with the program, keep practicing the changes than they would on a diet. And other studies have looked at women's eating behaviors and attitudes, and they found that those who show, who show more signs of intuitive eating are less likely to display disordered eating habits. So in review, um, I showed the benefits of having less mental health problems, improving mood, body relationship with food, plus making this lifelong to sustainable health. So for an overview of the 10 principles, we have number one, reject the diet mentality. Number two, honor your hunger. Number three, make peace with food. Number four, challenge the food police. Number five, discover satisfaction factor. Number six, feel your fullness. Number seven, Cope with, your, cope with your emotions with kindness. Number eight, respect your body. Number nine, joyful movement. Number 10, gentle nutrition. So I hope this episode gave you a little bit more clarity on what intuitive exactly is. And next week, I'll talk more about how to start it. Five questions to ask yourself to start intuitive eating. So thank you for joining me for this mini series today. Again, I will have information in the show notes for referring to these 10 principles about the book and also other studies mentioned in this episode. I hope you have a wonderful week. Um, school is starting here, getting back from vacation, and I just feel like I don't want to get started. So... <laughs> 
we will be doing a meal planning series come this fall um, as I start thinking about the busy schedule for the fall. I think we all need a little boost, a little help, and really getting into like the toolkit of finding those products that are in your pantry, in your fridge, in your freezer for you to make dinner in 10 minutes because that's what I really want. And I don't know, maybe you do too. So I just keep going on, but have a wonderful rest of your week. And thank you so much for joining us on the Daily Dietitian Podcast.